Hi, my name is Andrew, your host for a Recruit Graduation Podcast. And I want to welcome you. This is our first ever podcast. It's my first ever podcast. So I welcome you and I want to take a few minutes just to introduce myself, give you a little, little bit backdrop of where I came from and how I got into the military community. So, but first I want to thank everybody that's been involved over the last two or three weeks. You know, today is March 22nd, 2020. And as you know, that we're going through a pretty big crisis or challenging time in our country with this virus and how it's really affected everybody. Uh, In particular, it's really affected the military community. And I'm going to get into that as I get into the introduction of how recruit graduation got started. But I want to give a shout out to all the military families that have joined us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Recruit Graduation, and then we have individual groups for each branch. And we're almost up to, I think, a little over 2,000 people that have joined us over the last couple of weeks. And that's just a, a, a community of folks that have come together for support. It's a really positive community. Uh, we're able to try to answer questions on what's going on with recruit training. All of them have a loved one of a recruit training. And for those of you that are listening that really are from the military, uh, recruit training is where a young man or woman goes to boot camp. And that's where they get their foundational training to be a Marine, a sailor, airman, a coastie, or a soldier. And so that's where it all begins. But as you know, boot camp training, you're by yourself. You don't have a lot of communication with your families. And so a lot of families, especially now, are worried about their loved ones you know, how do they communicate with them? Where are they going to be going? And so so that's what our community is all about. So I want to thank all of you for being involved in that. We are doing some really, really cool things with Facebook. I'm new to Facebook and I'm a little intimidated by it some days, but we've really been able to offer some virtual activities. Like Tuesday, we do Tuesday trivia and we do it on Zoom. Everybody joins and I ask military trivia uh, Tuesday. Then Wednesday, we have yoga. So we have a a live yoga on Zoom. A friend of mine, she leads us through breathing activities and in different yoga poses just to bring us, you know, to the present, you know, get us grounded and kind of forget about the world around us. Thursday, we do a virtual scavenger hunt. So we look for items that might remind us of our recruit. And then Friday, we come together as a family because graduations have been canceled. The live streams aren't available of the graduation. I just take that time. And we normally do it at 9.30 Eastern time. And I choose a place in Washington, D.C. Friday, we did it from the Cherry Blossoms. And I just spend about 15 or 20 minutes with the families. And we just talk about how great it is to, to be in the military at this time. Because our loved ones that are graduating aren't graduating to go fight a war half a world away. But they're really fighting this crisis that we're doing right now. And their role is going to be you know, very impactful immediately. And so we we talk about that. And so this Friday, you know, join us coming up actually all week, join us on recruit graduation. Uh, And our, our website is recruitgraduation.blog. So recruitgraduation.blog. That's where the podcast will be. Uh, They'll also be published to iTunes and Spotify. That's where we share stories, blog posts. So that's how this really got started. Um, Listen, a little bit about me. I grew up in Kansas as a preacher's kid, PK. So my dad was a Methodist minister and I grew up in really some small towns in Kansas, moved around quite a bit. I think I went to three different high schools and eventually I graduated. Well, I I graduated on time, not eventually, but I graduated. 
Um, went to college at K-State in Manhattan, Kansas, and then I ended up moving to Kansas City. So I had a marketing degree. Uh, enjoyed, I enjoyed college. Um, then I moved to Dallas, Texas, and I started a health club there. So I built a small health club back in the day when personal training was just coming out, and I sold that three or four years later. Um, I bought a bar and restaurant. So parents, if you're listening, encourage your kids not to buy a bar or restaurant. So I did that. I borrowed some money and it uh, didn't go really well. And But fortunately, that's when I tra transitioned into the Marine Corps. So sometimes we join the Marine Corps or the military, you know, just to kind of get out of a spot. But I had a brother when I was 10 that was killed in the Marine Corps. And uh, when I went to his funeral, um, and he was in San Diego, so I he was in San Diego, so a Hollywood Marine, and I would eventually follow in his footsteps. But when I went to the funeral and, you know, met these Marines that kind of did the ceremonial part of the funeral, I literally thought they were his best friends. I thought they flew all the way from California just to be there for his funeral. That's what I thought. And they treated me so well. And so I just fell in love with the Marine Corps. And years later, okay, I was 10. I went into as an enlisted Marine at 26. I turned 27 at boot camp. So I was a little bit older, but it took me that long to really follow in the footsteps of my brother. You really to experience what he saw, what happened, what, you know, what he did as a Marine. And because I remember listening on the phone, you know, and you parents that are listening and, and girlfriends and spouses and grandparents, when you get that phone call from your loved one from boot camp, it's like everything, right? And I remember listening in on those phone calls and I could just hear in the background, you know, people, you know, cadence and, and the yelling and the excitement and movement. And I just fell in love with that. And so, the, you know, but the, my point of that story is years later, I actually met those individuals, not those particular individuals, but people that did those those funeral ceremonies. And they told me that, no, that was just a local reserve unit that came and did that. And yeah, I was like, and so what that told me was like how dedicated those Marines were. You know, that that's how close of a brotherhood and sisterhood that we create in that military community. For me just to think, man, these are his best friends. And, and that really pivoted my whole thinking uh, of how the military community is. And, you know, a lot of the military, we have this saying, you know, you never leave someone behind. And, you know, that has really stuck with me. And I really believe it's true because no matter what, no matter how horrible things you do and you fall down on your sword, there's someone there to pick you back up. And they're going to, they're always going to have your back. They may not agree with your decisions and things, but it's nice to know that they're not going to turn their back on you. And so, kind of went off on a tangent there, but that's really how I got into the Marine Corps. I followed in my brother's footsteps, went to San Diego, became a Hollywood Marine. And I just really intended to do like four years and get out. I just wanted to gotta do that, you know, get the shirt and, and get back out. So um, that's how I got my start. Uh, my first job in the Marine Corps, I was a crew chief on helicopters and the UH-1N, which we call Hueys. And they're most commonly seen in Vietnam uh, movies. Uh, the green, the helicopters, and I was the one sitting in the back and telling the pilot where to go, telling him how much gas they have, and then most importantly, you know, where to shoot. So that was my job. I did that for about two years, and that was called a crew chief. 
I did that for two years. And then I went to OCS, which is Officer Candidate School in Quantico, Virginia. So I already had my college degree. So I just transitioned into that program. And there are multiple programs. So if you have your young daughters and sons that have college degrees or have some college, there are some opportunities where they can transition into the officer corps. So, but I am glad I was enlisted. You know, I really wouldn't change that part of my, my journey with the military. I became an officer, became a second lieutenant, and I was an accounting officer, a budget officer. I was trained as a communication officer, and I finally honorably discharged uh, as a major of the Marines. So it was a good journey um, with all things. It's always a love-hate relationship. There's always some ups and downs. So I'll speak specifically to the spouses right now, you know, whether you're, you know, the wife or a husband of an active duty uh, service member, you know, just patience, 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 because, you know, and I didn't say this, but this is kind of an old funny saying the military say, um, often say that, you know, we wanted you to have a wife or a husband, we would issue you one. So, but just be patient and know that it's not always that your husband or wife making the decisions. It's someone much, much higher than them. And they really don't have much to do about that decision. So, um, so that, that's kind of my, my military career. Um, when I got out, I started a travel business and was one of the first travel companies to offer um, active duty military discounts, discounts for airline tickets. So I started an online company back, back in the day when it was really unheard of as barely when Priceline and Expedia were coming out. And so I was able to develop an online system to do that. And it really took off and I enjoyed it. And I've really been in that footprint for quite a while. In fact, you know, over the last 10 or 15 years, I've been involved in, in travel for the military community. And today I own a travel company. And for active duty, it's militarytravelagent.com. And that's where we offer military discounts for airline tickets if you're active duty or a dependent. So Fast forward a little bit here, about three or four months ago, I decided to kind of transition into recruit graduation because I knew that's where most of the friction points were. So a lot of families that were going to go to graduation, you know, didn't know when to book tickets. They didn't know where the airports were. A lot of times it was going to be really their first flight. It's very expensive. And so unfortunately, a lot of recruits, family members can't be can't come to graduation because it is costly. So I really wanted to get in there because I knew some tricks and some tips on, you know, how to get discounts um, and how to get them to buy their tickets earlier uh, and then, you know, be able to change those tickets at no cost if, if the dates change based upon medical or a training delay. So, so that's how I kind of transitioned into recruit graduation. And fortunately, I've been able to surround myself with about 35 veterans and active duty spouses as travel agents. So they all work for themselves under my umbrella and they get paid 1099 and they're just really home-based travel agents and they sell travel to anybody, vacations and cruises, you know, or they just sell to themselves, which is really a big benefit because they get big discounts as being agents. So, so that's one of the cool things about my job is that I get to work with the military, uh, especially active duty spouses that have a really high unemployment rate because it's hard to find jobs as they move around the world with their husband or wife. So that's something I really enjoy. So anytime you work with us, you're really working with a military person. So we've kind of been there, done that. That's why we can provide you such great, great guidance on you know when to buy your ticket, what ticket to buy, what, ho what hotel to stay at, and things like that. So that's what I do. And then, then three weeks ago, life changed, right? So we thought we'd be selling tickets in hotels, and we have this Facebook 
group following, and now it's kind of transitioned into support, and which has really changed my life. <laughs> and I, you know, we've been quarantined. I'm sitting in my apartment here in Washington D.C. and didn't didn't realize, you know, I mean, I knew that there was a lot of stress with the families, but until I started to get thousands of people, you know, talking about it in our Facebook community, you know, I just didn't realize you know, how much there was. And so that's what we do now, you know, and you know, nobody gets paid, you know, it's all volunteer, which is great. Um, the community is great. There's a lot of high spirits. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of gossip in our Facebook group, thankfully. Uh, but it, we've all come together to really continue to build and figure out this path ahead of us. And so, so I'm really excited about that. And that, that's kind of where I am today. Um, I enjoy it. I love it. I, you know, I love working with the military community. Um, yeah, I have two sons. I'll just kind of tell you, go back to that a little bit. I have a 21-year-old lives in Indiana, and I have a 10-year-old who lives in, in Denmark, Copenhagen, Denmark. And so both wonderful individuals. And uh, I just have a really blessed life. I guess I have good relationships. Um, yeah, I've been through a lot personally myself. You know, those are stories for other podcast episodes. But I will just leave you with this, that, you know, when you genuinely kind of go through a rough time and the people you hurt forgive you, that's a game changer. You know, that's when you genuinely feel the power of love. And I know that a lot of folks that join the military leave kind of some dysfunctional in environments, whether it be family or friends, um, you know, problems they have in, in school you know, they're trying to find their place in this world. And I think instead of trying to figure out like what went wrong, it's really a time of just coming together. And I think, you know, if it's a split parents, you know, that's the time to work together. And I've really had the honor to work with a lot of, you know, moms and dads that are divorced, but they still come together for this awesome opportunity to celebrate their son or daughter's success. So I would encourage you to, to take this time as well and, and work on those relationships and know that, you know, there is good that can come out of all of this. And I kind of heard this on NPR today, and it's kind of a, I don't know if it's going to correlate to what I was saying or not, but it's kind of interesting how things, you know, uh, in, unintentional things come out of bad things. And in China, you know, where, you know, possibly all this started, who knows, who cares? Um, you know, they have a lot of pollution in China and NASA has started to study how the pollution has been reducing over the last two or three weeks because all the manufacturing ha has shut down. And so they estimated because of that, they were estimating that 50,000 at a minimum people, their lives would be saved because of this reduction of, of pollution. So it's kind of, I don't know what I really think of that. And you can take it for what it is, but I thought it was really interesting to see how sometimes we look at something that's really bad in which this is. But then we also see this silver lining of, of gosh, 50,000 people, you know, were just saved because of we've reduced pollution. So hopefully we'll, as a country, we'll take this transition and, and identify, you know, these, these pivots, you know, whether it's using more technology, you know, to communicate people working from home more, um, you know, more people participating in the workforce. Once we, we transition out of this because of no jobs that we create from this. So anyway, I really digressed on that, but just take this time 
Uh, and when you listen to my podcast, that's what it's all about. It's about hope, inspiration, faith in, in, in the future and of our country and as our, from our fellow humans. Uh, because everybody that I've met in my entire life, I, I've never really met a truly bad person. You know, maybe they've made mistakes and done things wrong. But I can honestly say, especially now, I think everybody has something to offer. And I see it on our Facebook groups. I see the love and how they go back and forth and answer each other's questions. And if somebody kind of maybe says something a little quirky, you know, we aren't offended, you know, because we understand this is, you know, kind of a stressful time of our life. So again, practice that forgiveness, practice your grounding yourself, you know, taking, getting away from the world around you, whether it's doing yoga with us or, or just sitting down reading a book or some scriptures or having a cup of hot tea. I'm a coffee drinker, but I'll drink my occasional cup of tea. So anyway, I will shut this down. I'm running up about 17 minutes here. That's probably enough for me. I would encourage you, I'm going to post this today. I'm also going to do episode one today with Maureen, who I mentioned earlier, who's a Navy mom and from Alabama. So you can listen to her incredible story and send me some messages. Um, you know, let me things that you know. Let me know things that you guys would like to learn more about. Uh, people that we could interview. But my goal is to interview people that really can impact your lives right now. So whether they're moms, dads, uh, spouses, active duty, been there, done that type thing. Let's get them on this podcast because I do believe we learn from each other. And I think I'm more comfortable with listening to somebody that possibly has been there and done that, and I can learn from them and I can relax a little bit instead of being so stressed out because we don't deserve that. So I am excited to move forward. Um, thank you again, everybody who has supported us. Never imagined in, I don't know how many years, a thousand years that I would be doing what I'm doing today. And so I hope it's a pivot in my life that I will continue to share with you, the families uh, of these loved ones at, grad, at Recruit Bootcamp and overcoming some of these. So Recruit Graduation is our Facebook page. And then just find your branch that you belong to and join that. It'll be a couple of questions, just how you're related to that community. And then we'll prove you. You can jump in there. Uh, join our events every week. Um, that's still a little kind of confusing. I know that we use Zoom, Z-O-O-M. So if you don't know what Zoom is, Google it. But it's a virtual online webinar type free system. You don't have to download it, uh, but they do have a really cool app that you can download. Uh, but when you join our groups, you know, you just click on the link for Zoom and it, and it brings it up and you join join whatever activity we're doing. So uh, you might look at Zoom, get that prepared to if you're going to do some of the trivia or scavenger hunts or the yoga with us. Uh, and then recruitgraduation.blog is our blog. And so be patient. Again, we're trying to build content, but the podcasts are on there. A few uh, blogs. We have a Navy active duty Navy mom who just posted how she used flags in her yard to mark off the weeks that her son was in boot camp. And that was four years ago last week, and he's out on a ship right now. And so you can read her story. Uh, Dwayne is one of our volunteers. He's a Navy veteran. I'll have his podcast on this week sometime, um, just kind of where he came from and, and his experience in the Navy. So a lot of fun and cool things are going to happen. Again, I'm in Washington, D.C., and I'm going to play my out music here because I really think it's cool. And you'll probably remember the music. So God bless you guys. I am inspired daily 
by what I read and when I talk to you on the phone, you guys can call me. Hey, I'm sitting in my house for the next two months, right? Call me. Uh, God bless. You guys have a great day and I look forward to the next episode.